welcome to episode 129 of the Mandarian Orange Show. I'm Phil Vecchio. And I am jamming Janelle Vecchio. You got jammed. <laughs> I've been watching a lot of Parks and Rec. So, um, yeah, we're back. We're on a semi-regular schedule now because we're in school, even though it's a weird distance learning from school. It's the most bizarre year ever. <laughs> it really is. Um, it's like we're in the Twilight Zone, which is a show we watched fairly recently and talked about it. And then when we're done with Parks and Rec, we'll watch it and talk we'll about resume. it again. Uh, yeah, we've been uh, we've been up to a lot of stuff. We got a lot of really positive feedback about the last episode, so I want to give another thank you and shout out to Eric Kennedy, um, Eric Ek. If you're looking for his um, Facebook page, and we actually posted all the links to where you can get his music mm-hmm. and stuff on our uh, Mandarin Orange Show the group and other places He's like that. He's a great musician and a great guy, so check him out. Yeah. And um, with that, I think we should jump directly into the news. So please rate and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn. I like how you're really giving those a chance to resonate there. Not or just skimming you, through it. You wherever know. you listen to your podcasts. It's <laughs> good. It's good. It gives a little more weight to it, you know? Yes. Um, speaking of weight, we would weigh heavily on our heart in a positive way. <laughs> you should email us as well. What are you even saying? I don't know. <laughs> Speaking of things you should do, you should definitely email us at mandarinorangeshow at gmail.com. Or, of course, you can always use the contact uh, message thing on our Facebook page. Or Insta. Also, Instagram. Yes, is good. Might not want to message us at Twitter because we don't check Might it. Might not see that. We have been posting lots of good pull updates on Instagram and other things like that. So keep an eye out there. We also have, like I said, our Facebook page, and definitely join our group. There's always fun and interesting stuff going on in there. So, a few things. Um, Like we said, we're getting to a more reg sketch. And for those of you that don't know, that means a regular schedule. Um, Phil um, also had a lockdown beard. And he did some really crazy hairstyles. And he finally um, cut it off and cut his hair because um, we'll come to that later. And uh, Phil's been continuing his 5,000 piece puzzle update as me and the kids plow through other puzzles. I shouldn't say me and the kids. The kids plow through the puzzles and I sort the colors for them. Yeah, let's be real. They're, <laughs> I'll they're put the in main. a few, but they're really puzzle tears. My 5,000 piece puzzle is coming along quite well. If you guys remember, I started it back in May and it was um, much easier so far than the 7,500 one, but it's still, you know, it's going to be a while. I'm over, I'm over halfway, though. I've hit a point where I'm getting a lot of good forward motion, so... No, on the 7,000-piece puzzle... 7,500, yes. You allowed people to put in pieces. 
very few people actually participated, and I'm not I stopping never did. people. The kids each probably put in two or three. My dad probably put in ten or fifteen. But on this one, you've done every piece. Yeah, but it's not. No, I think the kids may have put in a piece or two. No, maybe not. No, because because we've was been the in competition. Contest. Yeah. Well, so I don't think that that is a major difference, <laughs> though. Well, Phil and the kids have been doing a lot of Mario Legos. Um, it's really cool and interactive. Yeah, super great. Super fun, and they're very... It's very creative. Like, it, a lot of times our kids, when we get a Lego, if it's a set that has, like, a pre-done, you know, uh, set that you build, they go very strictly... Mm-hmm. By the you know by the rules in the set, and they do you know they play with it and they have fun with it, but they like to build it exactly. And the fun thing about this is it's made for being modular, for building like little units and then rearranging it and making your own levels and stuff. Yes, and it encourages them to do so. So it's very cool. Right now, um, we were looking forward to our wonderful three day weekend, which. We did enjoy, but um, on Saturday, a big old fire started in Yukaipa, and we are two and a half blocks away from the evacuation zone. Yeah. And um, it's really smoky and ashy and hot and... Well, because we're also in the midst of a historic heat wave. Yeah. Which... You know, it's probably a part of what started the whole situation. Well, we know what started it. They released the reason somebody was doing a gender reveal, not party. They made that clear today in the news that they were just with some family. Oh, doing like a video? Yeah. I gotcha. Well, still. Um, And uh, they had some pyrotechnics that aren't allowed um, in this kind of dry weather. And, uh, yeah, it caught on fire. And it's been raging through the hills. All the places that we love to hike and go up into nature. I don't know exactly what parts um, have been messed up, but it's really sad. I mean, you know, forest fires happen in nature, and I know that the nature part can recover. But um, it's it's very... It's hard to see. And there have been a few structures lost. Um, I, From what we can tell, no buildings, but like some outbuildings like barns and sheds and, and things like that. And some trailers. But not actually homes. Yeah. Yet that we can tell. But it's still very actively burning. We've got the Santa Ana winds kicking up. So we're on hold. We may be evacuating uh, in the next couple days. Mm-hmm. Um, we're keeping a close eye on it. But we are just outside the evacuation line, like you said. Like about a couple of blocks, two and a half yeah. blocks away. I mean, we're we're pretty well into the city. We're we're definitely not like f- super far away from it, but we're not super close yeah. to it either. Because so. that's two and a half blocks from the evacuation line, not yeah, from where from the fire is fire. actually burning. The fire is actually burning probably about a mile and a half yeah. away, something like that. I don't know, just guessing, but. Um, I think you're right. A part of the evacuations is a the potential for the you know fire to move quickly, but b is that the smoke is so heavy yeah. that they're evacuating when it's just not. I mean, even in, we've been sealed up inside. We won't even open the door for anything. <laughs> but when the air conditioner kicks on because it's so hot, it's just sucking smoke in from mm-hmm. the outside. So we've been trying to use that at a minimum and still make it livable in here. 
And you can see ash just like all over yeah, it's like everywhere. Snowing down. But yeah, so on top of everything else that's going on. Yeah. Um, and then last week we told you the big news that we're gonna be on TV. Yeah, and we've decided that we're probably not quite ready to reveal exactly what it is yet. Um, and that's because it's like more of a bigger deal than we thought it was. Yeah. So we're under. We actually had to sign NDA. <laughs> Which is a non-disclosure agreement. Yes. And that's crazy. We can't reveal we can't details. Now, we are actually filming this week. Yeah. And so after the filming, we can talk some about it. But then um, it's a TV show. We mentioned that. And we yeah. can't really go into a whole lot more about it until after it actually airs. But we'll be able to give you that information for sure on the next yes, one. Yes. Because they said, you know, they, they said that... They want people to watch it. Right, so. right, right. We just can't talk about the content. I guess we could say this much. We're filming this week, and the episode that we're on will air in November. Yes. And so. as that comes up, we'll, We can give more details. We'll give more details. But it's super exciting. Yay! And uh, that's just a little TV tease there for you. Yes. So, we've got some uh, stuff to talk about. And first up, I think um, we have not done this for a couple weeks, and we need to get back to it. It's time for our top five. Every time a bell rings, we give our top five. Well, let's see. Janelle created it. I lost track of who did what last, so Janelle came up with our subject for this week. And this week, tell us what our... uh, is canned beverages. Top five canned beverages. Now, at first you just said beverages, but in order to narrow it down, you just put canned beverages. Yes. That way it doesn't have to be just sodas. It could be other types of beverages. But also, I mean, where does hot chocolate fall in or whatever? It's too right. broad. So, in well, order hot to... Hot chocolate wouldn't have been on my top five anyway, but this narrows it down a bit. What's your top five hot beverages? <laughs> See? I don't really like hot beverages. Hot apple cider, hot chocolate, and then different variations of those for me. That's pretty much it. I guess. It doesn't really do it for me. But that's not what we're here to talk about tonight. We're talking about canned beverages. Are you going to go first or am I going to go first? I'll go first. All right, you're going to go first. Obviously, number one, like, hugely far up there is Diet Coke. What? Diet Coke is a beautiful start to your day. Hear me out. All right. People can get their gross dark Starbucks every day, get it all frappuccinoed up, Yep. whatever they want to do. Why can't you start your day with a Diet Coke? It serves the same purpose. It's a brown sweetened liquid yes. with caffeine in it. Yes. It's funny because... I remember, like, when you first really started getting into Diet Coke, mm-hmm. that, like, if you were, say, going to get McDonald's breakfast, they would give you, like, a weird side eye if you wanted a soda instead of coffee yeah. or orange juice. But you're like, can I get it? And they're like, I guess. And now it's pretty standard. Oh, like, now they don't, like, like, question you at all. I think it's just more acceptable. If you don't like Starbucks, you like a soda in the morning. <laughs> I mean, I guess so. 
So yes, Diet Coke. Diet Coke number one. Um, my second is kind of a rarity okay. whenever I find it. I think you got to go to like specialty grocery stores to get it. Yeah. But the Hanson's Cherry Vanilla Cream. Oh, yeah. Those are good. So good. Yeah. It's my favorite. And then one that they don't make anymore, Mountain Dew Code Red. They still make that. They do? Yeah. They don't make a diet version. So it's harder to come by. They do, but it's harder to come by. But yeah, it's still out there. All right. Well, Mountain Dew Code Red, I love. And then something about having a ginger ale on an airplane. I don't really care what brand. Oh, that matters. You can't just say ginger ale. Yeah, I don't care. Canada Dry, Verner's, whatever. Why don't you just say cola for your diet soda then? <laughs> I like diet cola. I just love it on an airplane. It All makes right. me feel like I'm traveling. I feel like most airplanes do Canada Dry. I think that's the like yeah. ginger ale of choice on a on an airplane. Yeah, I agree. And then vanilla Coca Cola, love it. Mm-hmm. Vanilla Coke. Just, uh, they have Coke Zero for vanilla, but it's not the same. No, vanilla Coke is way better. You need the full-on sweet. Yeah. So they still serve it on tap at Rubio's. Yeah. Um, and we'll fill it with mostly Diet Coke and then a splash. It's like a flavor shot. Just to add the flav. But I do love myself a real vanilla Coke. Full-on sugar sodas is kind of how we got where we're at at the time yes. right now anyway. So it was easy to cut those. When we were dating and then, like, first married, we would get go through so many sugar sodas. Kay. I didn't even drink soda, though, until I know. you. So and we, then I was mm-hmm. like, I thought it was, like, fascinating that you wouldn't get a cup of water when we went out. You're like, no, we got to get a soda. <laughs> Because you were so cheap, but you got me into Because I used to only get water when I'd go to a... Now I have place. to, like, force feed you water. Like, you barely <laughs> will drink water. You're like, I had a Diet Coke. And I'm like, drink some water. Yeah. Doesn't count. Sure it does. Mm-hmm. Eight, eight-ounce glasses. Of soda. <laughs> All right, you ready for mine? Ready for yours. So here's the thing. I put at the top Diet Coke, but I don't think that's going to count as one of my five. Because it's too obvious. Oh my gosh. How are you always get away with not This is the thing. It's like when you ask someone who is a churchgoer, like, what's your favorite book? And they put the Bible in because they feel, like, guilty if they don't say the Bible. That's not, like, that's the fake answer. Like, of course, the Bible's important to you, blah, blah, blah. But I'm asking what's your favorite of the things that aren't just a given. And I feel like Diet Coke is a given. Is it, though? Because you don't even like plain Diet Coke. I do, though. I love Diet Coke when, first of all, McDonald's Diet Coke. Like, that's the thing. Well, but that's not in a can. I know. So, I do, though. I very much enjoy Diet Coke. Diet Dr. Pepper as well. But those are all, you know, those are kind of like the standard basics. Oh, so now Diet Dr. Pepper? I'm just saying those aren't on my list in that sense. Oh, my God. I didn't even write Diet Dr. Pepper down. Although Diet Dr. Pepper Cherry Vanilla, like, it's fantastic. But those are, like, basics. So I'm not including that in my main list. So here's my main list. And my main list also is largely not diet because 
These are the things that I love and well, crave, what? but we don't Mine ever have them. Mine only Diet Coke. All right, so first up is Cactus Cooler. This is my favorite soda from, like, when I was a kid. Absolutely, hands down. I have very positive memories of Cactus Cooler because we didn't drink a lot of soda when I was a kid. But for a long time, my dad worked at this camp, and it was a hike-in camp. Um, you had to hike four miles in from civilization to get to it. You know, drove up in the mountains, and there's a little, like, they called it the pack station because they had pack mules there. And, um, you know, they would rent the pack mules to help bring your equipment up to the camp. Right. But there was no vehicles that could get up there. And so you had to hike four miles in. And once you got up there, there's cabins and everything. And we had a propane power generator to get electricity for just usually we'd run it for a little bit in the evenings. Um, uh, you know, just a couple hours a day, basically, to, you know, power electric things. But for the most part, you're out in the wilderness. So... It was a big, long journey. We're talking, again, four miles every time you go up there. And so we would go up in kind of a little tradition at the pack station. They had a real small, like, snack shop store. You could get just a few, you know, some beef jerky or granola bars or whatever. They had a few cold sodas, like, in a little, like, you know, mini fridge back there. And then, you know, a few camping supplies and stuff like that. And so we would stop there on the way up to the campground, to the hike, to the, to the campsite. Um... And my dad would get let us pick out a soda, and I always get cactus cooler. Oh, that's cute! And it's just a fun thing, and it's not like super common everywhere, but I have let our kids get it a few times. And now our kids are really into it. That's the soda they pick. Yeah, so it's a special treat. We don't get it that often, but when they do get to pick like a soda, um, that's what they get. The other day, I asked um, my Instacart delivery person to go grab me some cactus cooler, please. Uh-huh. You know, because I forgot. Give to me some put, cactus cooler. For, I forgot to put it on the list, and um, he texted me a picture. Thank goodness, he's all. Because I said, like, can you give me a cactus cooler twelve pack? And he, he's all, oh, they only come in packs of six. And he took a picture of it. It was actual cactus, like <laughs> yeah. the vegetable. That's so funny. And um, I'm like... No, I want the sugary canned oh, beverage, I, like, please. I screenshotted a picture. I'm like, oh, it's in the soda aisle. This cactus cooler. He's all, oh, okay. I mean, if you never heard you of cactus know, yeah. cooler, you would think I wanted cactus. And the funny thing is it's a, a citrus. It's pineapple and orange Yeah, it tastes flavor. nothing like so a I don't, never understood why cactus is in the name, but it's delicious. Right. So... You never thought there'd be such a good sweet story about a soda, did you? <laughs> All right, other ones on my list. So that's number one. Number two, so I love ginger ale too, but for me, brand is very important. And Verner's ginger ale is far superior. Canada Dry is great. Nothing against our Canadian ginger ale friends in the north. But Verner's is like the best. Where's Verner's base? I don't know. Vern, Vern, Vermont? Verntown? <laughs> I have no idea. I just know it's delicious. I don't have to know the origin of the soda in order to appreciate it. Look it up. Although it's been fun because Parks and Rec actually has definitely been sponsored by Verner several times. Yeah. um, Because there's a lot of Verners laying around in their episodes. Um, So that's my ginger ale flave. And then um, Kern's Fruit Nectar is up next. Oh, from Michigan is there. Detroit. Close to Canada. Yeah. Um... Kern's Fruit Nectar. Now, this is a, a non-soda yeah. one, and I yeah, love these things. Yeah, you do love Kern's. They're so good. It is... 
I could take a can and just chug it in one shot. They're just so sweet and smooth. It's basically just sugar. Mm-hmm. It's like a thick sugar beverage, but it is so good. I have fond memories. A, my grandparents used to keep them all the time in their little pantry, and we would like just go to town on those as a kid. And then also, when I was on tour with East Bivies, um, and I, I went on tour with the band um, for several months across a couple of years, um, in the RV where we, our tour van was, we would keep it stocked with those. And because there's no air conditioning in the RV, it got very hot in there. And so there's nothing like, oh, it's super hot, but we had like a little refrigerator thing to like crack open a, a Werner, I mean, a, a Kearns. Nectar, very cool. I know it's hard to keep track since you wrote fish. No, I have five. Look, Cactus Cooler, Verner's, Kerns. Now, next one is Tiki Punch. I do love me a Tiki Punch. I have very fond memories of drinking that with you during our sugar soda sage. Did we discover it together? Yes, yes, we did. And then all the different variations of it. It's like a carbonated Hawaiian. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's a Shasta brand. And so, like, we were getting, like, cheap sodas because we were poor, definitely mm-hmm. not buying brand name things. Right. And it's super cheap, but, oh, my gosh, it's the best. It's great. And they have different varieties of it. And we don't really get it very often ever anymore because it's, again, just... And we don't, sugar. like, get our kids soda. That's, like, a special treat. Yeah. I mean, we're definitely not, like, never sodas because then you know that the response to that is you just go nutsos when you never get to have it. You just don't want them to be, like... Yeah, we're (laughs) trying to help them out on the right path, so. And then I have Mountain Dew Code Red. Again, that's another one from our sugar soda days that we went to town on. Diet Coke is not part of it because that's my standard. didn't count. So, Cactus Cooler, Verner's, Kern's, Tiki Punch, Mountain Dew Code Red. That's five. Now, I just have one other thing on my list. Oh, my it's gosh. Not, Phil Vecchio. No, no, no. You're it's not. Cheating. It's a different category, though, because this one is one that's no longer in production. So it I doesn't just, matter. It's an honorable mention of not something that's in production. Oh so gosh. it's separate. Pepsi Jazz, though. Do you remember Pepsi Jazz? Yes. That's another one we drink way too much of. No, but those were sugar-free. That was our were first they? diet sodas. Before we got into Diet Coke, we started with Pepsi Jazz. Because they had the strawberry and the caramel. There was a strawberry and like a vanilla caramel one. And they were like so good. And they stopped making them. They're delicious. And they're diet. And that's my top five. (laughs) My top 20. Did you realize this is a problem? Probably this doesn't help with like eating and food issues and trying to lose weight, but I get very, like, emotionally attached to things, including things like a beverage. Hmm. Yeah, but you're also, like, very rigid about rules, so I don't understand why you can break the rules and nobody else can. Because I came up with legitimate reasons to integrate it into the thing. They're not legitimate. There is. You've got your standards. You've got your standards, and then I've got one that was out of production because the rest of them are all in production. So it's a separate category. All right. It's just worth mentioning in the discussion. That's all. Well, that's it for our top five this week. Please uh, write us at mandarinorangeshow at gmail.com or on Facebook and uh, tell us what your top five canned beverages are. We would love to know. Yes, we would. All right, up next, it's movie time. Movie time. So, Philip first thought we didn't watch that many movies, 
since last show, but we actually have watched quite a bit. I forget. That's why we got to write them all down on our list. Yeah. Because I forget what we watched. So, um, of course, we got Mulan. I mean, we were going back and forth whether we were just going to wait for it to be free, but then... It's like a three-day weekend that we don't get to leave our house and there's a fire raging outside and we're like... Let's watch Mulan. It's and it's let's order it. some wing stops too. Well, yeah, we. If, <laughs> but see, if it was not, you know, a pandemic and raging fires outside our house, we would have gone away somewhere. Oh yeah, gone definitely. out and stayed at a hotel or whatever. We would have just to get away from the fires. Right. So, I mean, if, when you consider that, like paying thirty bucks to watch a brand new, really good movie, and then going out, you know, getting some food delivered That's to cheaper. us, it was a far cheaper alternative. And oh my gosh, it was so good. It was great. I loved it. I did too. Now, I don't have a particular connection with the original cartoon. It's fine. It was never one that like I disliked, but it was just never one that super I got super into. Probably because it came out, you know, as an adult and it just wasn't one that I like latched yeah, onto. Yeah, we were in college when it came out. Yeah. And that doesn't mean I didn't like animation then, but it has to have a different type of connection to really matter to me at that point then, you know? Um... What about you? What was your Mulan? I wasn't. You don't care about animation. I wasn't really nostalgic about it. Yeah. I guess that's the thing. I don't really have nostalgia for it. I do have nostalgia over some Disney No, I know. I know. That's what I'm saying is that this is one that I don't. So it didn't like, I mean, Mushu's fine, Eddie Murphy, but I got, we got Donkey. You know, he's, right. he's got plenty of funny animated characters. And I just, this movie was so good. And what made it even better for me is I love, like, kung fu movies. Curse of the Golden Flower, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Hero, etc., etc., etc. Like, I love kung fu movies. You know, the type where they can fly and run mm-hmm. up on the top of bamboo and run up walls and all kinds of crazy stuff like that. Like, I love that stuff. And this was basically like, you know, a family-friendly version of that. Version of it, yeah. Oh my gosh, it was so good. It was really good. And um, it was beautifully done, beautiful cinematography, beautiful story. And like, it was sweet because it's about daddy. Oh my gosh. And his daughter. Believe me, I shed a few tears throughout that process. When he said he was blessed with two daughters, I was like bawling from the beginning. I know, right? <laughs> oh, it was, it was so, good. so good. So, so good. We loved it. Um, so it's worth paying the $30 for. I, I mean, I totally thought it was, especially considering the circumstances. No, if, I mean, you would have spent more than that on a family of four to go see it. In right. If we were going to go pay for the kids and, and us to go. Paying for the popcorn yeah. and all that. Even just the movie tickets alone would have been more than that. But yeah. I would definitely still have done that if that was an option and that was where we were at. You know, I mean, we right. were, we were going to go see it. When we got back from uh, France, which didn't happen either. So <laughs> all the more reason to spend 30 bucks to watch a movie yeah, at home. For sure. Um, also, incidentally, we found out that a lot of it was shot, uh, like the nature stuff was shot in New Zealand, but there was some actual China, you know, footage in China. I'm not sure which part. Well, it made me want to go to China. And then when I found out New Zealand, I want to go there too. Well, so. all, everything is shot in New Zealand and it's beautiful. <laughs> so. Um, what, what else? What else did we watch? So, um, Phil did a really cool thing where he signed us up for a sneak peek. 
Yeah, we used to do this kind of stuff all the time where, you know, you'd get like cool preview screenings at movie theaters and sometimes you'd just go and watch the movie. Other times, you know, they'd have a QA and a or you'd do a survey afterwards. Sometimes we even get to meet some of the actors or directors or writers with or whatever. With the movie Napoleon Dynamite, we did that. Yeah, we went to a bunch of screenings with our friends Clark and Nikki. Um, um, but we don't get to do that stuff anymore for two reasons. Once we had kids, you can't. You can't bring you kids to You have to, to be it. 18 or Right, whatever. and so that... Great, and we've done a few since we've had kids, but we used to do them, like, all the time. All the time. I would go hang out around movie theaters and just go talk to all the guys passing out the flyers. Plus, we live in L.A., uh, so, you know, yeah. we've got a lot more opportunity for that than and most places. And a lot places. of times they come out to Orange County, where we yeah. live, to do them. So, Phil signed us up for this movie preview um, called Electric Jesus, and what we did was we all got on the Zoom. I think there were, like, at first, like, almost 300 of us. I think they cut it off at 250. Yeah. So you had to, like, sign up and reserve a spot ahead of time. And then um, they said, okay, you know, they did a little bit of like an introduction, preview. Yeah. And then they said, okay, here's the link. And they Go gave us a password. Go watch the movie. And then um, come back here to talk about it. So, um we did that, and it was super fun, and the movie was actually really good. We really enjoyed it. Yeah, so a little background on it. Um, it's called Electric Jesus, and it's if you guys know me at all, you'll recognize right away. It's set in the 80s, and it's like a Christian rock heavy metal band, and they're going on a tour. They play uh, shows in churches and at mm-hmm. youth camps and stuff like that, and they wind up getting an offer for a secular gig. And it's really, really, really fascinating because, first of all, they got people who I am familiar with and know within the music industry, like the Christian side of things, to help make it authentic. Every band that I love is, is name-dropped mm-hmm. in there that, from that era. Um, and they also got a musician that I really like named Daniel Smith, who's from a band called Danielson. And he is the like music... He was the music supervisor, I think it was, and he also wrote the score, and maybe John Joseph Thompson was the music supervisor, who's another guy from the scene. But anyway, Daniel Smith also wrote the new, the original music for the bands um, right. in it, and they're really funny, because it's sort of like a dramedy, I would call it, right? Yeah. Um, and so, if you don't know who Daniel Smith or Daniel Sun is... If you've ever heard of Sufjan Stevens, he started out in the band Daniel Sun. Daniel produced all of his stuff, and then he went on and right. did his own thing. So, just a touch point there. You may have the heard of him. The songs are amazing be- because this band, it's a fictitious band, yeah. but it's set in the real world, you know, around, like, real bands and real festivals that were going on. And, um, Phil, you will have to post... A link to the Let's Go Commando. Yeah, so song. that's a perfect example. Yeah. Like, just to give you an idea of the humor, especially with the songs. Because, you know, a lot of those old, like, 80s metal bands, the Christian ones, were very, like, about, like, spiritual warfare. You know, the whole take up uh, the sword of the spirit and all that kind of stuff, the armor of the Lord. And so this song is Commandos for Christ. And the chorus says, Let's All Go Commando, <laughs> which is obviously a play on words. Let's and they're like a total like glam, yeah. Chris, like a think striper. You but know? the music is all legit. Like they sound yeah. like a real band from back then with just some silly lyrics. Yeah. Um, 
and there's oh anyway, it's great. It's actually really really well done. It's definitely like an indie movie. It's probably. I wonder how well it would play to someone who was not into the specific music scene. Because that's the other interesting thing, is it is about a Christian band back then, but it's not... I mean, I think there's a lot of people who are Christians involved in the production, but, like, it would be a PG-13 for language and stuff. Yeah. Like, it's not a... It's not... A Christian movie. It's not your fearless or... I don't know. What are those ones? Wedding band? Firefighter movie or whatever. It's not (laughs) those types of things at all. Definitely an indie type movie, but it would. I doubt most church people would like appreciate the content right. in it and stuff, you know. And, um, I, you know, I was into the pop Christian music scene, yeah. So, like, they had some cameos even I enjoyed, so I can't really say that I, yeah, they name dropped Amy Grant and yeah, Michael W. Smith, not and stuff name like drop, that. but well, yeah, anyway. I was trying to spoil too much. <laughs> But yeah, it, it, so my like my bands I listened to during that time were in it too, but um, we it had um Brian Baumgartner, Gar- Baumgartner, I Baumgartner think. from The Office. He played Kevin Malone played in The Kevin, Office, and he actually was on the Zoom chat with us after, and you know answered questions and stuff, and. He plays a totally different character in this. Yeah, you would really never amazing. know. Now, this is the f- that was what drew me to this thing in the first place. Is I saw that you got to be in a Zoom chat with Kevin from The Office and Daniel Son in the same chat, and I'm like, those are two such disparate, bizarre worlds clashing. Right. But I had to do it. It was super fun. Yeah, and I would definitely do like while we're stuck at home. If you yeah, it was such a cool way to do that. Any more previews like that because. You know more and more movie studios are going to want to do that because... Right. Well, and film festival season is coming up, and so you know yeah. there's going to be... And that's basically what it was. Like, they were planning on bringing us to all the film festivals, but they couldn't but, physically go to yeah. them. And so this is how they're doing a lot of the film festival stuff. So it was definitely... There was some Q&A where people would write into the chat and stuff, but mostly they were just talking and sharing stuff like a panel. Right. But the director was in there. Some of the other actors were in it. Super, super fun. I really enjoyed doing it. I wonder, like, who is the best audience for it? Because, obviously, someone who's into Christian music. um, But it's got to be also someone that's okay with, like, watching a PG-13 movie. Um, It's a very, like... I don't know. I thought it's interesting. I I do, too. I just... I wonder how it would play to someone who is not familiar with the scene. Because, for me, every second was like, Oh, my gosh. I love this band. Oh, listen to that song. Uh so, I don't know. I think it's good, though. I think yeah, it's, well it's done. great. Um, what else? What else did we watch? So, we also watched um, Bill and Ted's um, new movie, Face the Music. Well, we had to lead into it with Bogus Journey to, like... Well, I didn't. Oh, I watched, I watched it. I watched it after. That's true. Well, I just recently had watched um, Excellent Adventure a couple of times. Did a podcast on Ben's show... Yes. Um, and so, you know, as you guys, hopefully you guys listen to it. It's uh, the Alan Smithy Film Review Podcast. Make sure you check that out. And you can look for the Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure episode if you want to hear me specifically on it. Um, so I had already listened to it for that. And then, um, or watched it rather, for that. And we watched that opening night because... That's another one you had to purchase. But. Well, that yeah, there was no question I was going to watch <laughs> Bill and Ted's. 
But new movie. We watched it twice because then we wanted to screen it for the kids, and then they had to see Bogus Journey. They watched Bill and Ted's a long time ago with us. Excellent adventure, right? And so they had to see Bogus Journey, and then yeah, because it picks up right at Bogus Journey. So anyway, I love Bogus Journey. Excellent Adventure is always going to be my favorite, but Bogus Journey was a fun, bizarre follow up to it. Um. But Face the Music was so good. Again, like, really pulled at your heartstrings. I never thought I would, like, be crying in a Bill and Ted movie, but oh my goodness, the father-daughter relationships and yes. that. And that's an easy, like, shooting fish in a barrel to get me to cry For that kind of so, stuff. But, yeah. Oh. But it was really sweet. It, but and it was also, like, it super was so fun. so hilarious. Like, I feel like it was what Bill and Ted would be like when they got old. Mm-hmm. It, it like... It was amazing. They did stellar performances. Yeah. And it was cute because the kids were, like, asking, like, so are they, like, famous? Like, have they done other stuff? (laughs) And we were, like, trying to explain other stuff that Keanu Reeves has done that he didn't really go comedy. Yeah. The rest of his Which is why I've always had a hard time, like, I just see Ted. It's all I can see. Yeah. Shoot the victim. What's the other guy's name? Alex Winter. I he didn't really. He's done a few movies, but mostly he got behind the camera and yeah, did a lot of like I documentary thought. directing um, and other stuff. But he's done a few. The only other one that I can think of that off the top of my head that he did that I've seen was a movie called Freaked. Mm-hmm. Remember, Mr. T was in it too, and it was like this weird, super weird, like oh. everyone gets like mutated, and I can't remember the plot at all. But I've it was like super bizarre. That. You'd probably hate it. Yeah, it sounds like something. You'd hate. <laughs> but. Um, mostly he went behind the camera. So, yeah, it, it was fun. And the kids really liked it, too. And, um, Phil was able to memorize where to mute it. It's, I mean, honestly, it was PG-13, but it's pretty mild for PG-13. Yeah. So, um. And it has Kristen Schaal. Yes. And she's so funny. It was really, really good, you guys. Like, I highly recommend it. Both of those. I realize it's, again, a little more to pay to watch it at home, but um, it's worth every penny. It's so good. And I've already watched uh, Face the Music twice now. We'll definitely be watching it again. Yes. It's so good. Well, good thing. We own it. And then we've done a couple movies. Um, Well, Another great new premiere. Yes. Although this one was free with Disney+. Plus. Phineas and Ferb. Candace against the universe. Oh my gosh, new Phineas and Ferb, you guys. We love Phineas and Ferb in the Vecchio household. It is a fantastic show. Not just if you have little kids. If you're an adult and you're like, oh, it's a kid's cartoon. Like, you have to watch it. And the more you watch it, the more depth you will see to the writing. Like, it is a brilliantly done show. And the fact that we've had to wait this long to get more has been painful, but it was so good. You even watched it with us. Yeah, I loved it. And it's great. You're not a big cartoon person. I'm not, but I can I can appreciate the writing and the yes. the comedy. It it's so good. So highly recommend that if you have a Disney Plus account, definitely do that. And speaking and then, of Disney Plus, we did one other classic movie. Yeah, and we're gonna watch through this series because we were gonna watch the computer wore tennis shoes, but then you realize the connection. 
It wasn't that I just realized I've known this for years, but yes. The Absent-Minded Professor was the first movie that took place at the college. Right, at Medfield College, which there's a whole like mini-universe in Disney live-action movies that all take place at Medfield College, including some of the Merlin Joan ones, I think. Merlin Jones. Although, maybe that was Medfield. There's a couple where they have like similar names, but it's basically the same thing. The same place. And so they're kind of considered like sort of in the universe. So I can't remember which one is Medford, which one is Medfield. I'm going to get a mix up without looking. But also then like the um, Strongest Man in the World and the Computer Wore Tennis Shoes, that part of it is all in it. Even Blackbeard's Ghost gives a shout out, although they're like a rival town in that one. It's not set. We in don't the have same to time. rewatch that. No, we? no, it's fine. Because again, it's okay. just more of a shout out. But and we're gonna watch all those in order. Here's the thing, too. Um, we've noticed about these Disney movies is they're always doing some sort of magic or some sort of science to help them win a sporting event. Usually, where someone has gambled on the sporting gambled event. Gambled on it. Cat from Outer Space, Blackbeard's Ghost. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, professor, professor. All of those have that exact same plot line. Yes. So. Even though one is about a ghost, one is about a space alien, the other one is about science. Yeah. They all have the same plot. Did any of the dog ones we watched have that? No, the dog one. I think there was gambling, but it there wasn't was like about a, a sports. There was a mob. Oh, because the mob is another big one, like a local mob. But there was gambling in that one, but it was about winning. Oh, I'm getting confused now with the cat one, too. I don't know. Oh, what about in the King Arthur's Court? Didn't they, like, gamble during the tournament or something? Oh, yeah, and they, but they used, like, the robots and stuff. It's a common theme in a lot of those <laughs> old ones there. That's something we've noticed, so. And that's the movies we've watched lately. Okay, well, we have not talked about TV shows in a long time. Yes. And it's kind of building up. So since we've talked about watching stuff, let's go head over to Couch Potato Corner. Couch Potato Corner. The CPC. All right, we've got a lot here. So we're kind of going to do like a mini lightning round. So we're not going to spend a ton of time. But let's go through what we've we been watching lately. So we watched alone the entire series. The, well, the new season, you mean? I mean, we've seen the entire series, though. But we didn't just watch <laughs> the entire season. We just watched yes, the new season. The new season, and what a perfect pandemic um, show to watch! Of yeah, they're already making the next season. Going out into the wilderness and filming themselves. Yes, and we have heard they're making the next season because. What more social distancing can you get? Yeah, literally the only person no for five miles crew. around. So it's a really cool show. Like it, I highly recommend it if that is even remotely interesting to you. I, I didn't think I'd be remotely interested, and I love it. It's fascinating. Yeah. So I cannot, um, I cannot believe like how much interesting stuff happens to these people but it's really a great show it was a good season it was a good season we don't really want to give anything away but phil and i did pick the winner from from the first episode episode. yeah so that's all we'll say 
So speaking of Disney animated stuff, I'm gonna just throw out that we have been we watched through all of Milo Murphy's Law, which is like the follow up from the creators of Phineas and Ferb. There's lots of cool crossover stuff. We've also watched a lot of Phineas and Ferb in there, mostly me and the kids. But I'm telling you guys, this universe is great. And speaking of Disney fantastic modern animation gravity falls i'm watching through them all in order with the kids i've watched them all kind of out of order before but there's like a really great lore and it kind of builds up and audrey was on her journal today from it and like writing it in a document it is deep like where as not only is the writing fantastic but there are so many codes and mysteries and all the like like we bought her all the journals and these separate books and stuff that all tie together and have puzzles and mysteries you can solve all throughout each episode has different codes and ciphers hidden throughout the episode that you can use books or just your brain in order to decipher and get these secret messages and stuff it's amazing how much detail and depth they put into it and i really also starring Kristen shaw by the way and Luke and Audrey are going to be the characters from it for Halloween. Yes, they're going to be Dipper and Mabel for Halloween. Got their costumes. We've also been binging Parks and Rec. Yes. And we're on season seven, so we're almost done with that. But what a fine piece of television. It really is. We loved it the first time through, and we're definitely enjoying it again. Season seven, we didn't really remember, but now that we're watching it, I remember it's kind of weird. Kind of like they're going like three years in the future. Yeah, it's it's fine, but but they should have ended it. One through six six. is like a masterpiece. Season one took a while to get going, but was still good. Yeah. Season two becomes masterpiece all the way through season six. It's just perfect. Perfect television. And it's funny because Luke and Audrey don't watch that show with us um, for obvious reasons, but they said they can hear the theme song and that they said that it has a very catchy theme song. (laughs) It does. So. And we also watched um, on Disney Plus, we watched for the kids Muppets Now, which is a really fun new Muppet show that's on there. It's great. It's kind of like they do a web show, like variety show. not unlike, you know, the old Muppet show where they have a variety show and they have all kinds of different celebrity guests. And it's really, really funny. And it has all your favorite Muppets. It does. Great Muppet appearances and, I mean, so many good actors and actresses. Mm-hmm. Not to mention um, lots of celebrity chefs on a certain segment. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's really fun. Uh, definitely would recommend that. Well, my favorite is Lifestyle. Yes, and you always have... Uh, uh, Lindsay Weir is on the show. Yes. There's a lot of Freaks and Geeks people involved yes. with it, which is great. Seth Rogen had a really funny um, appearance on it on one yeah. of the episodes. So That's great. And speaking of Disney Plus shows that have really fun cameos from celebrity guests, there's a new one that just came out, which we've started watching, called Earth to Ned. And also Muppets. Also done by the Muppets people, and it's... It's set up like a fake talk show, and the way I saw it described on the internet very well. It's like Comedy Bang Bang, which is Scott Ackerman's show, um, like the TV show version of it, but like a kid-friendly version, and it is hilarious and brilliant. And they had Reggie Watts on it, who was also involved with Comedy Bang Bang. So there's some like direct ties there, plus some of the other actors involved in it. Um, it's super good, very clever, and if you like Comedy Bang Bang... It's definitely recommended. And then um, we've been watching, they put all the old school AFVs up 
on Disney Plus. I mean, not all of them. What a, a good Tom chunk Bergeron. of them. Tom what it's from like 2002 to 2014, I feel like, is what they have on there. Something like that. So we're going through that. Tom Bergeron's years. That's always a fun thing just to throw on while we're like having a quick lunch and we want to watch a show while we eat lunch. Yes. So that's our TV shows. That was pretty fast for Couch Potato Corner, I'd say. All right, we're going to do one final segment for the show tonight. And uh, we haven't talked about board games in a while, so let's go have some game night. Yes. We love to play board games during this time especially. has been really fun. And specifically, when we did our vacation extravaganza, one of the things, one of the envelopes we pulled out was a board game day where we each got to pick a board game to play mm-hmm. and we played it together. And so let's, we want to tell you guys about the board games we played then um, on that day. So what, what game did you pick that we played I picked Settlers. Settlers of Catan. The game. The game, as we call it. Yeah. I should have picked Cones of Devonshire. Cones of Devonshire. Yeah. <laughs> um, I know, because they play Settlers on Parks and yes. Rec, so that's fun. Um, that was super fun. We love that game. We play that game all the time. You'll probably heard us talk about that a lot in the past as well. Who won that one? Do you remember? I think Luke did. Gosh, I can't even remember now. I think Luke did. Okay. And then, let's see. I picked Risk, which is a game that I have to pick when I know that you can't say no because you don't like to play that with me very often. It's so long. Oh, I love it. But the kids love it. But it's more fun the more people you have to start with, so. It was fun, but I got out, like, way before you all. Yeah. And then you taught the kids too well because they never played it before. And then No, they've played it with me before came and beat you <laughs> they've played it with me before but i was just helping them learn some strategies and i taught them too well and so then i got out and they wound up playing <laughs> back and after back. you and i had both gotten out probably for another hour and a half or something they had to call it like right like that luke won i think eventually they did yeah back and forth it was just too yeah so eventually they did um, and then let's see. Audrey picked the game of life because she always picks life. That's her favorite board so game. So funny because it was like totally the game I used to pick as a child. I, I mean, I always liked life as a child too. It, as there's less strategy involved. I love games that have more strategy. Yeah. There's a little bit involved, but it's mostly luck. Yeah. Um, but it's fun. I like doing it. And I like playing it with her because she loves it so much. But that's always what she picks. Yes. And then Luke picked. Suspension. Oh, oh, I forget yes. who who won life. I think I won life. Yeah. I think. Yeah. And then Luke picks suspension, which is a really fun. It's kind of a twist on like like the Kerplunk type of thing where you have to. It's I guess it's opposite though. You. And you could work as a team, or. And we played a couple varieties of it, but basically there's like a a metal hanger, and there's all these different metal bar things of different lengths that you dangle on it, and you have to place them so that it balances it out, and if it collapses, you lose. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really fun. It's a fun little quick one to do. Yes. Now the other one I wanted to mention this that was with the four that we played um, for the game day, but also the kids and I have been playing a lot of Mastermind. Which is super fun, and I love it. I mean, I've loved every stage of our children's growings up, but 
they can play a lot of the like d- deep strategy games that mm-hmm. you don't love to play with me. Yeah, you play a lot of games with me. We have many games that we love together, but some of the more intense ones, you're like, eh, I don't want to do that. <laughs> and Mastermind is very much it's a logic game where one person sets up a code behind uh, a block. You actually do do a math game that's similar to it in your class. One person sets up a code, and the other person has to guess, but they guess it by placing a sequence, and then you reveal if they've got any parts of their sequence correct, and if any of those parts of the sequence are in the correct place. Oh, sounds like digit play. It's exactly that, except it's slightly more challenging than the way you do it with the kids at your class, and it's all colors and stuff. But it's 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 super fun and... You know, it's obviously for older kids that can understand the logic behind it. and Our kids definitely our kids do. can do that. And so we have a lot of fun with that. It's a great two-person game, too. So that's Mastermind. That's Game Night. And you guys, that's the show for tonight. Yeah. We um, really are glad that you guys are listening. And uh, we're glad to be back on schedule. Send us your top five bottled I mean, canned beverages. Whoa, bottled is a whole separate category. I was going to say, if I would have done bottled, I would have put Cherry Moxie. Oh, yeah. Well, that's the best. I would have said, what was that peach one that I loved? Um, Knee high. Knee high peach, yeah. But that's not the category. (laughs) Sending us, send us in your. canned beverages. You can email us at mandarinorangeshow at gmail.com, don't forget, or you can send us a message through Facebook or Instagram or whatever. And uh, I think that's going to do it. Anything else, Janelle? No. Right. Um, Oh, I did, I forgot to do, I don't know if I mentioned this on the last one, but I'm going to throw it at the end here. Not only was I a guest on Ben's show on the Alan Smithy Film Review Podcast, I also recently did a guest shot, a guest spot on uh, the Shamley Silhouette which is Zach Eastman's podcast about Alfred Hitchcock. And did I talk about this in the last one? I can't remember. Well, if I did, you should still go listen to it. It's Um, still there. It's still up. It's the second to last episode in his series. We talk about Family Plot and Downhill, no, Champagne, and uh, one other one. I can't think of what the third one was. Anyway, um, it's really fun. You'll see my name in the title of it, I think. Um, it's easy to find it. It's the second to last episode. Um, there is just a some language warning throughout it. You know, it's probably PG-13 or whatever for language, so just be aware of that. But it's called The Shamley Silhouette. We'll post links uh, to that and stuff in our thing as well. So hopefully you guys are doing all right at home. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you, Janelle, for being here. You're welcome. And for the Mandarin Orange Show, I'm Phil. And I'm Janelle. And we talk so you don't have to.